Hi, welcome to the SFC UI podcast series. My name is Jessica Aleto, and today we'll be discussing US withdrawal from the World Health Organization, WHO. And joining me in today's discussion is Emmanuel Haide, a senior analyst at Business Division Stem Finance Group, and Bola Tefe Omolade, the subdivisional head of the Finance Division. Welcome on board, guys. I'm glad to have you here. So, I'd like to know from both of you, what's your general take on this Trump's decision? Because I'm saying Trump's decision because it's Trump that is keen on this. So what do you think, guys? Good evening, Jessica. I'm happy to be here today. Okay, my take on U.S. withdrawal from the World Health Organization is that U.S. withdrawal from WHO could wreak profound damage on the global efforts to eradicate this virus and could undermine the world's ability to detect and respond to disease threats. While the U.S. has placed high hopes on early access to vaccine for Americans, the reality is that as long as COVID-19 rages around the world, supply chains will be disrupted, the global chain will be stressed, and international travel will remain perilous. Until this outbreak is contained globally, I mean until it's contained globally, the risks the virus poses will be felt everywhere and by everybody, among the facilitated and non-facilitated. If we are to bring this about, we will diminish funding. Well, but this would also diminish any international coordination on the response to this pandemic, which again will make everyday Americans' life, not only Americans' life, but also the global lives, less safe. To me, this Trump's decision, like you said, is a disastrous decision. Oh, that's quite an interesting take for that to say. So what do you think, Emmanuel? It's a pleasure to be here, Jessica. As my colleague has said, the consequences of Trump's actions are drastic and completely terrible. With the rising number of cases globally and, and the pandemic still running at a very at a high rate, especially in the United States, it's a terrible decision for him to cut off the World Organization that supports the um, process and with its experts and its resources now to stop the spread of this virus. And it has drastic effects and we will, and nothing is going to come out of it, irrespective of whatever reasons um, there might have been for this. Because if the World Organization goes bankrupt because of this during a pandemic, it's going to be a complete disaster in a global scale. Yeah, so both of you have brought quite some perspectives to it. So Bolo Atife, you mentioned something about global supply chain, um, global strain on the economies around the world and everything. So we know that the United States Agency for International Development and Department of State announced sometime in April that funding will be made available for Nigeria summing up to about 20 something million to about 21.4 million as of april and then they've continued to go in this light so now that um, they do not have who anymore how do you think that they are going to fare and how do you think this will affect nigeria directly do you think they will still have these funds to invest in nigeria because practically they are bleeding as their number of cases keep rising well um thank you jessica for the question um, like I said, I said the supply chains will be disrupted and also the global economy and the global chains will be stressed. Um, it's important for us to know that US pulling out of the WHO will cause some form of a multiple or let me say multiplier effect in which other countries looking at US as um, a top country, we believe that them pulling out of WHO means WHO is not competent enough to handle these global issues. Like you said um, about the funding of the 21.4 million, um, you know, U.S. is already like placing high hopes on early access to vaccine for Americans, that is Americans alone, which is trying to tell us that if this um, continues like this, 
it will create um, a scenario in which it will be every man for himself. That is, each country will have to face um, their problems. Like they have to focus on their problems and this funding of a team uh, may not really be working like that again because it was when the countries were together as one that they were like funding, um, helping um, other countries. So uh, my take on this is, if this continues like this in the long run, we have cases, we have cases of countries also pulling out of the WHO, which we uh, cause like a disunity in countries handling the effects of maybe a future outbreak of another pandemic. Wow, that's like a bigger picture we should look forward to. So now, Emmanuel, listen to what Polar Sister has said. You know that funding will probably be cut short and then Nigeria will be literally how do you think that businesses will adapt to this? Because now we still have lockdown here and there, businesses suffering quite a lot. And then imagine that this happens and then funding is withdrawn. How do you think that businesses will be able to move on? Or do you think we'll just be adopting to a new normal and everybody comes out like, okay, there's nothing out there. We perish, we perish. How do you foresee businesses moving on during this particular period? Most businesses right now are starting to focus on um, online um, services in which they can provide their services or goods online or through other means such as delivery men and so on. And that trend is going to increase and people start to focus more on social media, they have to get their products out to customers who are at their home sitting down since they know that most people are engaging their systems and phones more than ever before. Then, uh, if funding is cut, it will be drastic as some businesses still depend on hand to mouth feeding, and some actually do require this funding to actually survive. So, currently, it's really on, it's really on, we really don't know what might happen, but we do know that if the funding is cut, it will be terrible for us. But in regards to um, the effects of um, social distancing on businesses, most People based on the survey I took are not actually keeping the proper um, safety measures they should be, which is bad and which could also indicate that the risk could continue to spread in Nigeria. We surely do hope that this ends well for Nigeria because we know how tight things are going to be moving forward. So moving on, we looking back at the US, we know that this is really going to be a tough time. Knowing that the WHO and the CDC are at the forefront of all of this in the US. So once the WHO is out, and WHO being the global standard for health, how do we think that this is going to affect Americans? Because their workers are still going to be facing quite a level of exposure, and although the vaccines are set to be in the works, but we don't know how feasible that is in the interim because a lot of testing has to go in and everything. So what do you foresee now I'm talking to Emmanuel and Bolasif, of course. What do you think would happen in time to come? Although we know that the exit is not official, so to say, yet, because a year notice is supposed to be given before they can actually exit. So if Trump is going to win and then come back, how do you foresee things moving on in the US? Thank you, Jessica. Well, if you are successfully withdrawn from the WHO, its global health partners will be less able to cope with the COVID-19 pandemic if left unchecked, will threaten the U.S. for years to come. 
US withdrawal will also disconnect the country from vital sources of information and collective action, which will add an enormous additional threat to the country's survival. The USA will not be saved from this COVID-19, of course, until this COVID-19 is eradicated everywhere. A US withdrawal from WHO will weaken global health and weaken the global response to this pandemic. That will be bad for the health of people everywhere and bad for the health and economy in America. Also, US will no longer have access to disease-pertinent information and will be left to fight against a disease without intelligence. Okay, so the thing is, Trump himself can actually possibly um, just um, withdraw funding from the World Health Organization without Congress. And um, we do not know exactly if Congress can um, will support him or not. And with the rising cases in America, they restrict, they not fund the U.S. to make the U.S. inept in their ability to help the United States with their expertise and all. Not to mention, I am pretty sure that some of the vaccines that are being made are also sponsored in part by the World Health Organization. So that in turn could also reduce the speed at which discoveries are made if funding is not sufficient. Not to mention the proper handling and research that takes into handling the virus or discussing possible threats. So with the instability of Trump into the mix, it will be a hot mess if things should go on like this hour and they should eventually succeed in withdrawing the funds from the World Health Organization. But everyone hopes it doesn't happen, but if it does, it would be bad. It has been such a great time with you both. So just to wrap things up, um, as analysts and students during this period, knowing that most of your time is being spent at home, how best are you investing in yourself this period? Because I think like it's the ultimate thing to do right now since the whole world is practically on course. So what are you doing for yourself? What are you doing to improve yourself daily? I mean, just give us some words of wisdom. Uh, um, the word of wisdom, I guess, would be Google. Um, Google has everything. And through that, you can also access online courses that could help you um, improve your knowledge on finance and business analysis. So by going to Google and book, checking out for what you don't know, what you don't know, and by taking online courses, you can improve your skills as well, so pass the time. And of course, this is a holiday, sort of, after all, so do take time to take a break now and then. You don't want to be so stressed out that when you resume, you don't have enough energy left. And um, just have fun learning and working hard, I guess. That's all. Um, thank you. Um, okay, thank you very much. Um, my little word for our junior and senior analysts is that they should try as much as possible to see this break as an opportunity that um, happens once in a lifetime and they should try to utilize it to its full potentials. Like Manuel has said, Google has it all. So just try as much as possible to explore on Google by um, taking online courses, like you said, just to develop yourself um, personally and be a better person than you were before. I also like to add that as a junior and senior analyst, it is very important for you to get yourself um, updated with occurrences that um, happens in the economy um, by um, checking for updates. Um, like we discussed today about WHO, so there are many others that are um, happening, so just get yourself updated and and be current. So that's all from us today. Thank you very much for having us.
Yeah, so thank you so much. It's been such an interesting session with you both. We hope to see you on some other episode. So like they've said, do your best to be better at this period. This holiday comes just once in a lifetime and this is your time to be better. So do what follow us on our social media platforms. On Twitter and Instagram, we are SFC Unibadon and on LinkedIn, we have the STEM Finance Club, University of Ibadan. See you on the next episode. Bye.